Alan Byrne on 2FM. Welcome to another roundup of everything that happened on the show at the weekend. We had some absolutely brilliant guests kicking it off on Saturday with the two women behind the brilliant new documentary on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. You might have seen the discourse about it all over Twitter and everywhere else over the course of the last seven days. It's definitely worth a watch and I don't want to give too much away, but take a listen to this. I'm delighted to say that Cecilia and also Parnilla are on the line to talk to us right now. This is so good that I have seen it three times at this stage three I times we have just yeah. to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know what that says about me um but the reason was <laughs> literally once i stepped off the roller coaster that was the journey that you guys obviously went on i i had to go back and, and relive it again how has this journey been for you on this side of it because obviously um going to the newspaper and the story breaking in that way this is on another scale so how are you anticipating the release and um are you ready for it? I, I sort of still, we think it's a bit surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so surrealistic. To, when we were sitting during the when we saw the movie for the first time, it was just so strange. It was really strange. Yeah. And we've just been working such a long time, you know, like it broke in 2019 and now we're in 2022. So it's mm-hmm. been like such a long period of time and like trusting, you know, that when Raw took it on and getting to know Felicity and Bernie and like trusting like them with our story. Uh, as well has been yeah it's been an interesting process yeah. as well very very excited to have it released because now you can actually say to people oh just go in and watch the documentary and ask me questions <laughs> i was gonna say because obviously there's you know the trauma that comes with a situation like that and everything else is the financial burden as well but on the other side of it as well hitting the papers that everybody's i'm sure aware everybody in your life and they're probably asking a million questions how difficult has that been for the last number of years to just have that follow you around um, on the other side of it all? It was very difficult due to, we had a lot of victim shaming. People were like mm. calling us gold diggers. Mm. We were called like so many disgusting things. There were a lot of like victim shaming and that is sort of why we never been scared of like, standing out because I think it's very important that we take that away a little mm. bit from the society and what they have done with the movie to make people understand this could happen to anyone because sometimes mm. when someone gets defrauded you always want to say like oh that could never happen to me blame yourself or something I sometimes compare it to like back in the days you used to blame people for getting raped each they were drunk or had a short mm-hmm. skirt and when it comes to fraud it's exactly the same thing today and we really want to highlight and take that away because it's the criminal that should be ashamed and not mm. the victim it's been very interesting to see kind of how our lives have been compared to, you know, the criminals in this case, like what we had to go mm. through, like yeah. just to get justice, you know, like the amounts of emails and phone conversations to police and they're dropping the case. And it's yeah. been like, you need to fight so hard and it shouldn't, we shouldn't have to. So we, I think we're speaking yeah. up for everyone that don't have the strength uh, to do so because we we have been getting tons of messages from people what's been going through yeah. you know trusting the wrong people there's so many mm. what really carries this whole um documentary is your words and the power behind them honestly the second you guys both come on screen there's a fire to it and it feels like you hop on board and there's no way you're getting off you're not pausing that for a cup of tea you're not running off to make dinner you're not doing anything else in the background you have to keep glued to what you're saying and it's this real sense of just pent up energy of listen to me let me let me tell you this you need to know this 
was how I guess cathartic did it feel and, and therapeutic did it feel the second you were on camera you knew you were safe with Raw and just letting that story out yeah yeah it was it was really as we were saying it was quite tough as well because when you're mm. shooting a documentary like this we're not actors you know so and for a very yeah. short amount of time you have to go through all the emotions in one day from like oh we're happy meeting yeah. friends or or a boyfriend to the trauma of getting death threats and yeah. so it i have to say yes it's i think having the conversations with 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 the producers before when they got to know our entire story yeah. was yeah. really good but yeah. the taping in itself yeah. <laughs> Well, it's actually better than any therapy to go through all this yeah, <laughs> yeah. like oh i don't want to talk about it now i want to have a, a nice dinner out with friends yeah. and not think about it so i think it's been really good and then and just with i think felicity and bernie really want to get to know us as people as well mm. like i mm -hmm. the conversations i was having with bernie was i was getting ready for a date while i was talking to bernie ah. so it was like <laughs> So they, I really felt like they got to know us, you know, and why we wanted to do this on a proper level and not just mm -hmm. superficial. Um, so that was really nice. Yeah, and we want to make like a positive change and do something good yeah. about this story. We want to make a positive impact. We want to help people, and this is the reason why we even started the whole entire media campaign and just sitting <laughs> emailing every news outlet to get his picture out there and just yeah go with it. Well, so. It is out there and come the end of this week, it is going to be absolutely everywhere. Do you know, because I mean, he's still on Instagram and he's still out there, which is, I just find so bizarre. Uh, it was the first thing I did after the documentary was one, go to you guys and follow you. And then <laughs> and right after I went to find him and I was just like, what, is, what, why is he, what? So have you had any kind of side from that since the documentary started to circulate? Have you heard anything from his side of the world or have you completely just blocked that away and, and no, not even let him i i haven't i've tried to not let him like affect no. me Brilliant. and I, I i mean like i think his instagram account i yeah. like blocked it and everything both little followers and yeah yeah i think the so. difference between is that pernilla actually got to to speak to him and tell like as, as yeah. in the document yeah. people blocked yeah. him so I reached out to him once where he put out a story where he was having a meeting with his lawyer and I just wrote to him, I understand why you need to have meetings with your lawyer. Yeah. And, <laughs> I I just got back, yeah. Yel good luck. Your criminal charges against you in Greece. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> and I just wrote back, ha 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 ha. And then he posted all the fake news articles that he's No, but he was like, it's so funny. You made he's, me famous. Yeah. So I think he's sort of proud of yeah. this. Like you made me a superstar. <laughs> he's a psychopath there you go that's yeah. i mean that's the only so, way to look at this but i think it's important i think like that i i just kept my mouth shut for so long like i just needed mm -hmm. to just say that and just let him know that i'm that he's laughing i, I, I laugh at you like you're yeah yeah, yeah you're pathetic is is yeah. yeah 100 that is there is so much power between you two and that is what i want to know the relationship the friendship at the end of this doc when you guys hug each other for the first time it is beautiful and it's gorgeous and you can just see the pain, but also just the relief in being in each other's world. So how has that been over the last number of years? Like sisters. I, when, yeah, when, everyone thinks we are sisters. Yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> when we saw the documentary for the first time, I started crying when yeah. they were showing that clip as well, because she has meant everything to yeah. me. Like just to have someone that has gone through the same thing and has the same kind of passion and drive, you know, to mm -hmm. actually not be 
like it is scary to go out there with your story but we're still doing it yeah. the same kind of attitude as yourself is yeah. super cool. i think we are our best like therapist and everything yeah. as well but we have so much fun yeah so we always we always make this joke like oh you can't put the price on friendship we're like we can set an exact amount of <laughs> <laughs> there is an amount mm -hmm. yeah. one of my favorite things as well is the fact that at the end you're like no still on tinder <laughs> i mean i don't want to pry but when something like this comes in the question has to be asked have you been dating how is life is it good i've, I've never like i never I never stopped dating. Um, mm. Of course, I put it down for some time, but um, I, I have. I, I loved. I still love dating. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, thank you so much, Celia and, and Penilla. It's so much for coming on the show. Very much appreciated. And if anybody wants to check it out, it's called The Tinder Swindler. It is on Netflix right now. Trust me. It will blow your mind. <sighs> loved that so much, and obviously feel so sorry for them as well. But. You can just feel the confidence they're getting from making this documentary. And who knows what? I mean, they might get their money back. They might. Anyway, moving on to the next. Uh, we uh, spoke to the cast of Inventing Anna, which is out on Netflix next week, including the absolutely incredible Laverne Cox and Katie Lowe's. Take a listen to this. Um, for you guys. I mean, diving into this world, <laughs> there's a lot of mayhem. Um, there's a lot of things you go, that can't be true. But you also both had, I guess, the, the luxury of knowing that the real people were out there to talk to. Did you seek them out? And did you have those conversations to really build in your head and find out who they were? I did not ever meet Rachel. Um, and I felt it was really important to me. Um, I used her as a jumping off point and in today's day and age I can go down her Instagram feed I can google her press interviews um but really for me I felt like Rachel was such a part of the Shonda Anna Delby specifically story um and for me once I started reading the scripts I actually based her on somebody else I know <laughs> but oh. I really yes but I really <laughs> will remain that, nameless <laughs> um but for me it was very I really took Shonda's script I've been so lucky to work with her for so long and her words are like Shakespeare to me it is like a bible and so I found everything I needed to know about Rachel through the words and then also as soon as we got to Morocco to shoot and I could actually empathize and sympathize and be in her shoes in the con we actually shot where it happened and I could feel her fear and that was um playing Rachel for me mm. and Laverne I mean Casey Duke is very happy for you obviously to be playing um her she's she seems all over social media to just be overjoyed <laughs> it's really it's beautiful she's been posting and it's been lovely I had the pleasure of meeting Casey I trained with her you know she's a personal trainer obviously and so I had the pleasure of training with her the first time we met and then I had a four-hour lunch with her where she um, was so generous to tell me her life story which is riveting um, I was so deeply moved by her her story and I'm so grateful that she just opened fully opened up to me and was vulnerable and 
There were moments when we were both in tears and um, it was incredible. And then I trained with her a few times after that. And she's in a remarkable woman who was one of the co-founders of Equinox, the first three Equinox gyms in New York City. She opened, she helped design, she had the staff. She was, um, you know, sort of an OG in the fitness industry. She, you know, Madonna went to her workout class in the 80s. She has workout videos. She's a pioneer in this business um, who is really unsung in so many ways. Um, she's trained everyone from Lenny Kravitz, to Denzel Washington, to Julianne Moore, to Dakota Johnson. I mean, everyone. To Cox. To Cox. So Casey Duke is like, I hope people <laughs> will go and find out more about Casey Duke, this living mm. legend who is just an inspiring, incredible woman. I can only imagine the phone call for something like this goes, hey, uh, would you like to Shonda Ron? Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly, and that's how it went for me, not to speak for Laverne, but that's definitely how it went for me. I was curious about the project, but I was like, well, you know, let's find out more, but it's Shonda, so we must do it, of course. I mean, it's Shonda. Yeah. Why would what is it like, I guess, diving into those words, but also at the same time diving into the world of, of, of Shonda, because she's obviously a maestro at this stage. We were well aware that she is a juggernaut when it comes to these things and everything is just pure gold that she's touched in the past. So for you guys, that sort of world and being in it, is everybody aware on set of, of how special it is and how... You know what's so great about it is I think... I mean, just coming up in this business, you have to work on a lot of scripts that aren't good. <laughs> I mean, you almost become <laughs> pro level at trying to make things connect, try to make dots connect. Why am I doing this? Why am I? And what's so magical about being on a Shonda set is just say the words she wrote because they're great. And you're, the dialogue comes so easily and the she almost has um a meter she has a she has a rhythm a fast rhythm that for me um i just it fits with me again maybe because i'm a new yorker i don't know but i've been told to talk slow my whole life and then scandal and anna delvey were both like nope talk as fast as you can and i'm like this is great um <laughs> but it's magical because you know that you're working on something that's well written yeah, you know? for me, yeah. I mean, obviously you have so much experience working in Shondaland, Katie, and this is my first yeah. time. I was just in awe of um, just, you know, I got to meet with Shonda before, um, you know, to talk about the character and then just but being at a table read with Shonda Rhimes and sort of watching her sort of take notes and then getting the scripts after the table reads, right? And, and I'm beginning to see how she's constantly refining the story, refining the truth of the story. There's, I feel like there's like the suspenseful part feels like it's like she could do that in her sleep. Like the things that make you want to tune in next week or be on the edge of your seat. I feel like she could do that in her sleep, but getting to the truth of what the story is, the truth of characters, I feel like that's something that she works on and is meticulous about. So when you get new drafts right after a table read, right? You get that new draft and it's like, oh, okay. And so it's just like watching a genius work, you know, and just sort of being, yeah. but then there's also the piece of being taken care of in Shondaland. I think there's mm -hmm. a care that, I mean, I think, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but like, you know, Katie, you had a baby, you know, yes. <laughs> you got pregnant during, during- She was the first person I called after I told my husband that I was pregnant. I called Shonda oh, and I was like, ah, wow. I'm pregnant. She was like, first, congratulations. We will figure it all out. It will be fine. She's the best. 
But isn't that wonderful to have a boss? And we, Incredible. you know, what was great for me, it was, I loved most of my scenes were with Katie and we were like, okay, Katie's having a baby. So we're going to, we're going back in production, but we're going to wait till Katie has the baby and she's ready. And I mean, how, isn't Who that does wonderful? that? I mean, that just Who makes me want to cry. I mean, I'm not you, but just, just, I was thinking about how wonderful it is for you to get to be able to have your baby have your time with your baby, you know what I mean? All that before you have to jump back into work. I mean, just, just little things like that, that you just, most employers don't, you know, we don't have paid, you know, leave In, for, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's absolutely wonderful yeah. guys. You are, are, absolutely brilliant in this and I just can't wait for everybody to see it I think they're in for one hell of a roller coaster ride so congratulations <laughs> thanks Stephen thank you Stephen we want to come to Ireland much. yes blue eyes come well, on blue eyes Stephen yeah we want to go to Ireland I, single, I love it there if I were single <laughs> I'd be flying to Ireland you know and be like, hey, what's up, it's the Stephen? best it's the most that is going on my bio <laughs> Stephen Byrne on 2FM. The sound of the nation.